Welcome back to Down to Mars. We have made it to November, and this year is just flying by. So many amazing updates to share, so let's dive in. In less than two weeks, Startup Milwaukee Week will arrive. This year, we have the Milky Way Tech Hub track that highlights events that focus specifically on driving diversity in Milwaukee's startup industry. The week will close with the Milky Way Tech Hub's anchor event, Milky Way Tech for Good Pitch Out, where finalists will be competing for $10,000 to either launch or take their startup to the next level. This is going to be an amazing event, and I'm so grateful for our presenting partners, American Family Social Impact Institute, and our sponsors, Startup Milwaukee Week, co for Milwaukee, and Northwestern Mutual for making the event possible. Please join us November 16th at 889 Studios. So today we're going to do something a little different. The host of today's episode is a young lady named Jordan Davis. She's a seventh grader at Highland Community School who has a strong interest in STEM. We carry out a bit of a reverse interview where she's the host of Down to Mars and interviews me. I believe that one of the fundamental ways to build leaders and empower people is putting them in positions where they can explore, experience, and lead. And Jordan does an amazing job hosting this episode. Let's listen in. So, hi, my name is Jordan Davis. I am in seventh grade and I attend to Highland Community School. It's in Milwaukee, Wisconsin on 17th and Highland. I, my, I'm doing a project. It's called an eight weeks project and it's a project over the span of eight weeks. And for my, we get a discipline is what we call it. And it's like a border to stay in for our project. And my discipline is tech and engineering. So I can either do research on something in tech or do someone in tech. And so that's why I chose Nadia. She's someone in tech. And I I chose her because I think that more black women should be in tech. And she's a big inspiration to me Mm -hmm. because she's a black woman in tech. I am. And she's really young, so I think that's really cool. And I started going into tech when it was at GE, which is where she works, and where my mommy currently worked, where she used to work. She doesn't work there anymore. But she brought me to one of the Bring Your Kid to Work days, and Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that sounds fun. So I went, and we all gathered in one big room, Then we split up into groups, and my group started off with building the robots. And we, like, it wasn't much at the time, but to me it was really cool. We, like, took a little brush, and Mm -hmm. then we added a little motor. And then there's two wires that you had to connect to make it move. And then the motor vibrated, and it made the little toothbrush, I guess, move. And it was really cool. So that's what first got me interested in in engineering and well, like in mechanical engineering so I thought that was really cool and I was telling her about my day and I'm like oh this is so cool and she's like oh that's mechanical engineering you like that and so that's when she started getting me into like programs and that's when she started getting me into programs and the first program I attended to it was at a high school called St. Joan and Tita. In St. Joan and Tita, um, there's a summer program for two weeks. And I went there, and it was really cool. 
Today I'm interviewing Nadia. Yes. She is my guest. And this we're doing a, for my project, my eight weeks project. I wanted to do a podcast because she does a podcast. And so I it's called Down to Mars. I've listened to a few episodes and it's really good. And she always like starts off with the question for them, which I should have did that. But in, it's really cool. So she is on my podcast today. Yes, yes. So I'm so happy to be interviewed by you, honored even. And thank you so much for sharing your experience and your journey into STEM thus far. Thank you. You're welcome. So how I, oh, I already talked about how I found you. My mommy introduced me to you. Yes. Because she told me that there is a couple of um, black women at GE who were in coding and like, or like the tech fields. And she said they're really young. And I was like, oh, that's really cool because then I can be young and do tech. This is the second time you call me young and I'm loving it. You are young. <laughs> I am. <laughs> and I can do it at a really young age because I guess I never thought of it from that perspective. So. When I found out that you could do it, then I can do it. And so you're really my biggest inspiration right now. Oh, my goodness. That's so amazing to hear. Thank you so much. You and Serena Williams. <laughs> yes, I love Serena, too. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm in a category with Serena Williams. Wow, you just make me so happy. <laughs> so I have a few questions for you. Yes. So first, how did you get into the STEM field? That's a very, very good question. Um, and I'm actually asked that often. It honestly definitely isn't a, it wasn't a linear route at all. I was majoring in international politics. And at the time, everyone was telling me, you know, oh, you might want to switch your major into something that challenges you a bit more. But I wasn't really sure what. And I was one of those cool kids <laughs> that liked to toy around with Rubik's Cubes. And my father saw that I was really good at it. And he was like, you know what? You might be good at algorithms. So why don't you try your hand at computer science? And so I was like, oh, I don't know much about computer science. But given that he was my father, I really trusted him. So I decided to take the leap from international politics to um, majoring in computer science. And um, it was probably the best move that I've made thus far in my short career. Um, and I'll say that, you know, I think I was pretty privileged because I know that there are a lot of people that look like me that don't have that representation in their lives to give them the sort of exposure they need to really understand that they can make it in STEM fields as well. So I, I really am grateful for my father for introducing me and encouraging me to get into computer science. That's really cool. So that that really inspires me because I can do it too. Yeah. You have a similar story with your mother encouraging you to get into STEM fields because yes. of her career path. Yeah, I've gotten to, in the past couple years, I'd say, I've started getting into STEM much more. Mm -hmm. I'm in some programs at school that have me in STEM. Yeah. I had the one at St. Joan and Tita, mm -hmm. which is a high school, mm -hmm. and then... At school currently, we have what's called Tech Club, yeah. and it's where we, right now, we're programming a robot, and it's it's called an EV3 core robot, Wow! and it's built with Legos, so we get like a little manual type thing, and then we follow the instructions on how to build the robot, 
And so right now we're it's called the brain of the robot, I guess, and it's it has a little screen on it, and then you hook it up to the computer, so it can't go very far because it's like a cord connected to the computer, mm-hmm. and we are programming the robot on how to move. So that's a great program for me to be in if I want to be in STEM. Absolutely. And I think that it's honestly, it blows my mind how much exposure you're getting to STEM. I didn't have that when I was growing up. So I didn't get into programming until I was 21 years old. Wow. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) And it made life pretty difficult in college because I didn't know how to program. And I was also dealing with these hard math classes. And so... Um, thank your mother for putting you into those STEM programs now because it'll be a lot easier, I think, when um, or should you decide to pursue it further when you get older. Yes. I really hope I do. Yeah. Or I want to become really good at tennis and then... Yeah, and then pay for everybody's student loans. Yeah. <laughs> be like Serena. <laughs> that would be cool. Yes. So, have you ever faced any racism in the STEM field? I have. I um, in the past, I had several um, experiences where there were individuals that were not okay with who I was. Um, uh, one that I typically reflect on is my expe- my first experience in an internship, where a um, a woman decided to share that because of the way my hair looked, um, she felt that it was too distracting and she couldn't pay attention to my big presentation. And so she requested that I I tame my hair going forward. So what she wanted me to take away from that is I couldn't be my authentic self. And I had to sort of, in her mind, shape myself in a way that was palatable for her. So um, while I didn't necessarily have the words for her then, and it was hard for me to process at the time, I, I certainly have the words for her now. And I think that's why, you know, I'm so passionate about making sure that there are more people that look like me and you in STEM fields. Because if perhaps I um, have been a bit more fragile or um, easily swayed, I may have decided, you know what, this field isn't for me. And I wouldn't be making the the impact that I'm making right now. So it's so important that our perspectives are in the room, um, for sure, so that um, instances like that doesn't occur, um, don't occur. And um, yeah, so wherever I go now, I'm very, very clear about uh, what I advocate for. And even today, I had a a keynote speech at the Women's Summit at Marquette University. And the first thing that I said is, I am one individual that cares very much about black people. And then That's I pause. <laughs> and then I go on to talk about how I care about um, making equitable opportunities and things of that nature. But I'm very clear about um, what it, what I prioritize. Yeah, that's good. Because when we were having a meeting prior to this one, and you were telling me a lot of the times people think that black and brown people aren't in the STEM field is because they don't want to, but it's because of the lack of exposure. Mm -hmm. So we need to get exposed more so we can be great too. Yes. And so the thing is that, you know, when I was in college, um, I was telling you, a a lot of folks were telling me, 
oh, the reason why you don't see a lot of representation is because you know, black people just don't want to be here. And like you said, that's not that's not necessarily the case. It's that those individuals got extreme exposure early on, right? And then they were able to um, sort of decide that they wanted to try their hand at computer science. Um, and a lot of black and brown people don't currently have that same exposure to the limitless possibilities of um, technology or STEM fields in general. And so um, I think it is very important to continue to spread the word, <laughs> to continue to encourage and empower um, black people to not just be consumers of technology, but producers. And I also want to make um, more black and brown people, underrepresented people in tech, be very aware of how important and significant our data is. Um, there are tech companies that are li literally um, thriving off of the data that we provide on social media, whether it be black, yeah. black Twitter or Facebook, whatever it is that we're, the content that we, we put out there, companies are making money off of it. So I think that it's time for us to not only um, get into STEM fields, but understand how we can start controlling our data as well. Yeah, that's great. So how would you say, how did you get to where you are today? Like, what did it take you? You know... That's a very good question. Um, I want to say it took finding my purpose. I think right now that it's my life's purpose to help shape the culture of Milwaukee's tech ecosystem and to spearhead um, the drive to uh, diversifying Milwaukee's tech ecosystem. Now, I think that I was able to arrive at that purpose um, as a result of sort of reaching my boiling point. Um, a couple of years back, I think November 2017, I was taking a look around these different events that were occurring in Milwaukee and noticing that folks were talking about Milwaukee transforming into a tech hub. But in those events, there weren't a lot of black people um, and there weren't a lot of women even. And so I'm thinking to myself, now, Milwaukee is full of all sorts of people. Yet here we are in a room full of suits and ties and white guys. And so I said, something's got to give. And I think that it was accumulation of all the experiences I've had from my internships, from academia, um, the lack of representation I, I observed in corporate America, and then coming into this startup realm and still seeing that that same culture persist. I, I thought, you know what? I know what I'm supposed to do. And that sort of gave me the, the fire um, that got me ready to go and do what I need to do. Fired up and ready to go, as Barack Obama says. <laughs> That's good. What do you? Where do you want your business to go for the future? Like, do you have any goals? I do. Yeah, I do have some goals <laughs> for sure. Um, I have some very ambitious goals. Um, by 2020, I want to have at least 20 partner schools with the Milky Way Tech Hub. Um, I'd like to have over a hundred um, partnered organizations with the Milky Way Tech Hub being able to contribute whatever they can to um, help us to take our mission of making Milwaukee the most inclusive tech hub forward. Um, and right now, Jack Constellations being a software company, of course, we have our, our own internal goals, <laughs> making sure that we um, are able to bring in um, enough revenue to sustain the mission. That's good. Yeah. 
So can you explain what a tech hub is and what your business is? Yeah, so for me, I think that a tech hub is a place that fosters innovation. I think that far too often when people think of tech hubs, they like to think of the large tech companies. Um, when I think, for me, um, Jet Constellations and the Milky Way Tech Hub is such a grassroots effort. And I think that by empowering the people um, and setting a, a mindset, an entrepreneurial mindset, I think that um, what that does is it spurs innovation throughout the city and it, and it um, sort of empowers people to become CEOs and founders of their own startup companies. And in that way, I think that's how we're able to create a tech hub or a place where people can um, use technology to advance um, you know, the community, society. That's good. And what does your specific company do? Yeah, so Jet Constellations is a software company. We build out internal software and um, custom software for our clients. So if a brilliant person like you had an um, amazing app idea, we'd help you to take it from the ideation phase all the way to the MVP one and to market. That's cool. And um, with that business piece aside, the Milky Way Tech Hub Initiative aims to um, make Milwaukee the most inclusive and diverse tech hub in the nation by creating strategic partnerships with amazing like-minded organizations such as AmFam Institute, um, Brilliance Business Solutions, um, Heal the Hood, and a number of other amazing organizations that um, are invested in our mission. That's good. What should other companies do to make the tech field like more comfortable, like more open? Excellent question. Ooh, these are good questions. <laughs> um, I think that right now, far too many executives or leaders in large companies, um, they think that they know it all. And I think it's important to sort of take the humble approach and to realize that um, there are people who have deep insights into Milwaukee's community and um, understand how to out, uh, carry out an effective outreach plan that they should actually probably hire. So I think that that's one thing that I would recommend um, a tech company. And then I think it's just shifting the mindset in general. I know that there are far too many corporations that sort of think as uh, think of diversity as sort of like a, a checkbox, you know? Yeah. And um, if they have an affinity group and they think they're doing what they're supposed to do. Um, and I think, you know, affinity groups are great, um, but they're also thought of as cost centers in the back of the mind of executives. And I think that we should shift the mentality from cost centers to sort of like profit centers. So understanding that diversity and inclusion is not necessarily the cherry on top, but it's it's really the core of the business. And being able to map um, diversity and inclusion to the bottom line, because um, it certainly does impact it, I think is um, important. So just that overall uh, mindset shift is necessary for a lot of corporations. Yeah. And I like I said, I learned a little HTM, HTML coding mm -hmm. with Codecademy. That's the name of the site. Yes, that's, I love that site. Yeah, I'm going to try to get back into it. But I, what coding would you recommend? Like what type of coding? 
Right now, I'm actually working in Python. I think Python is an amazing programming language specifically for data analytics. Data analytics, data science in general is a very lucrative field right now. I was speaking earlier about how our data is literally gold. Um, and it's becoming a hot topic as well. Yeah. So if you, I, don't, I don't know if you watch the news and what's going on with the political climate, um, but in the most recent debates, um, I think it was Andrew Yang, is his name, one of the candidates, um, brought up the topic that our, our data is worth more than oil these days. I mean, tech companies need our data. Yeah. And so um, data science is very lucrative, and Python is a pretty um, easy language to learn. So I would recommend starting with Python. That sounds great. Well, those are all my questions for today. Thank you so much for letting me do this. I think it's really cool, like, how you let me do a reverse podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll have a podcast one day. Absolutely. I definitely can see it. You're definitely a natural, and I'm so grateful to have you on my show today. Thank you. A big thank you to the brilliant Jordan Davis for hosting this episode of Down to Mars. It was definitely a good time. Again, I want to remind you all to join us November 16th, 6 p.m. sharp at 88.9 Studios for our Milky Way Tech for Good pitch out. That's all we have for you today. Again, Down to Mars podcast functions as a platform for Jack Constellation's Milky Way Tech Hub initiative to rebrand Milwaukee as Milky Way Tech Hub, a tech hub that thrives on diversity. If you're interested in supporting diversity in tech, please donate by visiting our website, downtomarsmke.com. Until next time.